Hello and welcome to the very first episode of What's Happening in Payments. It's Tearsheet's brand new bi-weekly podcast that will give you a taste of the recent developments in the world of payments and their wider implications for the industry. So first, a quick introduction about me. My name's Ismail Omer. I'm a reporter at Tearsheet. I've been a part of the team for almost a year now, and I mostly cover the payments industry and also blockchain and cryptocurrencies. I'll be bringing you this podcast every other week. It's going to be based on my own coverage of the payments industry and also more generally on things that are happening in the space that you need to know about. This episode of Tearsheet's Payments Podcast is sponsored by Quavo. With their flagship offering QFD, Quavo has created a chargeback management solution for issuers of all sizes. Now in today's episode, um, we're going to be talking about BNPL, cryptocurrency payroll, Apple's new tap to pay feature, and SNPL, which stands for Save Now, Pay Later, and is a new alternative to BNPL. So without further ado, let's get into it. So let's start by talking about everybody's favorite topic, which is of course, buy now, pay later, and more specifically, how BNPL will soon start to play a much bigger role in credit scores. Now, even though BNPL has become a wildly popular payment option, it hadn't really got the attention of regulators and credit agencies until recently. But that's starting to change. Credit bureaus in the US are now working to implement standardized credit reporting plans on BNPL loans. At the moment, although some BNPL plans for major purchases are included in credit reports, many of the smaller installment plans involving everyday items go by unnoticed, even though they add up to billions of dollars. In December of 2021, Equifax became the first credit bureau to announce that, starting this year, it will implement a standardized process for incorporating BNPL transactions in credit reports, including smaller purchases. Its two major competitors, TransUnion and Experian, are not too far behind either. They've also teased their own BNPL approaches, as BNPL continues to attract attention of regulators now. This development is probably also linked with the recent news about the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, which issued a series of orders to five of the biggest BNPL players, Affirm, Afterpay, Klarna, Zip, and PayPal, and asked them to share more information on the risks associated with BNPL loans. Specifically, the CFPB expressed concern about how BNPL providers use the data they collect from customers and how these loans could lead to growing consumer debt. BNPL providers are currently in talks with credit bureaus about regularly reporting their data in a move that they say should benefit both lenders and consumers. Tom Aleph, who is the risk consulting leader at Equifax, said in an interview that the data that's currently not being reported fully is like a, a, it's a blind spot for lenders. He argues that adding these installment plans to credit reports will help provide lenders with a more comprehensive look at consumers' financial situation. On the other hand, consumers with thin credit files who make regular on-time payments could build a respectable credit history over time and boost their FICO scores 
sometimes by as much as 21 points, according to an Equifax study. But I feel like that's only half of the story, at least from a consumer's perspective. Um, Missing an installment payment can already harm a shopper's credit rating, even though a lot of activity is currently not being reported. A Credit Karma study found that 34% of BNPL users missed one or more payments, and 72% of these consumers believed that their credit score had declined because, of they, had, uh, because they had missed these payments. So how will this development impact the future of BNPL in particular and alternative payments as a whole? I spoke with Siamak Razaizade. I believe that's how his name is pronounced. He's the director of product marketing at GoCardless, which is a London-based payments firm. And he shared his thoughts on the matter with me. He said, and I quote, I think Equifax's move to include BNPL payments within credit card reporting could lead to heightened awareness among consumers of how their spending can hurt their scores. But I think this awareness can only be a good thing, particularly if it encourages consumers to shop responsibly but also to keep a better handle on what they are spending across different BNPL providers. When it comes to a better payment solution, paying with your bank account is the best way to minimize the chances of missing a payment, simply because bank accounts don't expire, they don't get lost, and the vast majority of payments fail if they do fail because of insufficient funds. You can't say the same about card-on-file payments, where card expiration and blocks by the issuing bank are the root cause of a high proportion of payment failures. Typically, around 10% of card payments will fail, but when consumers are paying directly from their bank account, this drops to around 2.5%. In a world where credit scores are impacted when a payment fails, this now really matters. End of quote. This episode is sponsored by Quavo. With their flagship offering, QFT, Quavo has created a chargeback management solution for issuers of all sizes. The Quavo Fraud and Dispute Solution focuses on automated processes from beginning to end, allowing issuers to see a reduction in costs while also reducing their speed to resolution times. Quavo focuses on automation so you can focus on your cardholders. For more information, head over to quavo.com. Next up, we're gonna talk about cryptocurrency payroll, which has been gaining popularity in recent months. Now, what is cryptocurrency payroll? It simply means using cryptocurrencies to pay your employees instead of regular fiat currency. Now, one of the first companies to launch a crypto payroll service back in November of 2020 was a company called Deal, which is a payroll and compliance platform for international remote teams and independent contractors. Deal Crypto was launched in partnership with Coinbase, and it basically allows contractors who use the Deal platform to withdraw their paycheck in a cryptocurrency of their choice, as long as they have a Coinbase account. Deal claims this service allows almost instant withdrawals with low processing fees while offering the security and efficiency of blockchain technology. Initially, Deal Crypto only supported withdrawals in Bitcoin, Ether, and XRP, but due to popular demand, it also added support for USDC and Solana at the end of last year. 
I spoke with Alex Boaziz, who's the founder and CEO of Deal. And he told me that he's seen a growing trend of workers wanting to withdraw their entire salary or at least a portion of it in crypto. And he adds that since launching the service in November of 2020, his company has consistently seen a 10% increase month over month in people wanting to be paid in crypto. He says Deal Crypto allows workers to bypass the SWIFT network for international payments, which helps to eliminate fees and compliance documentation requirements. Deal's corporate clients include some major names like Coinbase, BlockFi, and Rarible. The firm recently raised over $400 million in a Series D funding round to reach a valuation of over $5 billion. Deal may be one of the bigger firms to get in on the crypto paycheck, but it's definitely not the only one. In fact, a number of companies have started to offer similar services recently, including Bitwage, BitPay, and Strike. And just a couple of weeks back, Nidig, which is an institutional Bitcoin broker, announced the launch of a Bitcoin savings plan to let employees of participating companies get paid in Bitcoin. The firm says this perk will allow employers to stand out and to attract and retain the best young talent. Employees can choose what percentage of their salary gets converted to Bitcoin by Nidex platform. The Bitcoin that's traded and held by employees as part of this service is stored in Nidex cold storage system and it doesn't incur any transaction or storage fees. Companies that have already signed up for Nidex Bitcoin savings plan include Q2, MVB Bank, Vantage Bank, and Iris Energy, which is a sustainable Bitcoin mining firm. Nidex is also offering the service to its own employees. Demand for the crypto paycheck is growing, especially among Gen Z and young millennials. In a recent survey, Nidig found that 36% of employees under 30 said they would like to receive a portion of their pay in Bitcoin. And nearly one in three of those employees said that when choosing between two identical jobs with different employers, they would choose an employer that helped them get paid in Bitcoin. Um, crypto payroll might be gaining popularity among the international remote working community, but it still has a long way to go and many challenges to deal with in the coming years. The first and most obvious challenge is that of volatility. Even the bigger and relatively more stable cryptocurrencies, if you can call them that, um, like Bitcoin and Ether, are prone to massive price shifts in the span of a few months. This makes them highly unpredictable and unreliable as a means of regular payment, particularly for people who rely on their salary for paying rent or for basic survival. Crypto regulations vary widely in different parts of the world, and cryptocurrencies are taxed differently in different countries. As of November 2021, 42 countries have placed implicit bans on cryptocurrencies, and nine countries have banned crypto altogether. These kinds of restrictive regulations will make it really difficult to establish crypto payroll services on an international scale. Crypto is also not sufficiently integrated with existing banking systems. Although DeFi platforms are growing, most existing financial tools like credit cards don't work with crypto at the moment, which limits usability. 
So payments firms and crypto firms will need to contend with these challenges before they can start to successfully replace traditional payroll on a large scale. Next up, Apple has announced the release of its tap to pay feature, which will allow US merchants to accept Apple Pay and other contactless payments through a simple tap on their iPhone with no additional hardware or payment terminal required. The merchant would still need a payment acceptance app of some sort, but they would no longer need a plug-in or Bluetooth card reader. Apple's announcement only mentions iPhones, but the technology could theoretically be applied to other Apple devices as well. Stripe will be the first payments platform to offer tap to pay on iPhone to their business customers, including the Shopify point of sale app this spring. Other payment platforms and apps will follow later this year. Apple's new offering provides merchants with an alternative to Block's Square Reader, which similarly accepts contactless payments. And actually, Apple's initial announcement brought Block's shares down by more than 3%, although after dipping initially, Block's shares mostly recovered to close down less than 1%. Sam Shockey, who is the CEO of contactless payments technology firm Magic Cube, says that although Apple devices are not universally used and although they may be too expensive for merchants in some markets, the Apple announcement does create more momentum for similar software-based payment acceptance from Android and other operating systems. He believes that this announcement is less about Apple versus Square and more about software versus hardware. And finally, let's talk about Accrue Savings and its Save Now Pay Later product. As BNPL use continues to grow, consumers are finding themselves under growing debt. Accrue Savings is a startup that has spotted this opportunity to introduce a new payment mechanism built around increasing savings. The firm calls it Save Now Pay Later as a kind of alternative to BNPL. So how does SNPL actually work? It starts with shoppers finding an item they like on a retailer's website or directly on a cruise website where they are presented with savings plans for that product with a cash reward attached to reaching certain savings goals. Once the shopper has chosen a savings plan, Accrue Savings opens them an FDIC-insured savings account through Blue Ridge Bank. As users reach different savings goals, they are rewarded with cash contributions from the retailer, which incentivizes them to continue saving. Once the funds have been raised, the transaction is completed and shoppers can buy the item they had been saving for. Michael Hirschfield, the founder and CEO of Accrue Savings, says that for the past 40 years or so, innovation in the payment space has been focused um, a lot on credit options. There are no incentives or rewards and no integration that makes it easier for shoppers to save up for the things they want. Hirschfield believes that this leads to unnecessary debt for consumers, and it's also an obstacle to long-term brand loyalty. So in this environment, Accrue has entered the industry with the philosophy that helping people achieve savings targets and move away from credit will actually change the relationship between brands and consumers and will promote sustainable financial growth in the industry.
Of course, it remains to be seen whether this philosophy will catch on and actually become a viable alternative to BNPL in the coming years. And with that, we've reached the end of our first episode. Thanks a lot for joining me today, and I will catch you right here in two weeks.